Welcome to the conclusion of Pastor Tim's message entitled, Lost and Found, from Luke chapter 15, verses 1 through 32. Sometimes, the parable of the prodigal son is called the parable of the faithful father. The focus really is on how loving and forgiving the father is. Whether it is the shepherd seeking out the sheep, or the woman searching for the coin, or the dad anxiously awaiting his son, our heavenly father wants us found, returned, and restored. Here's Pastor Tim. Lostness. That's what each one of these parables have in common. The first was ignorantly lost. The second was carelessly lost. The third was willfully lost. But lost is lost. It really doesn't matter if you're a down and outer or an up and outer. You're still outer. And you need the Lord. What these parables teach me, first of all, is that we are sinful and that we are lost without Christ. But there's a second thing that this parable tells me. It also tells me not just about myself, it tells me a little bit about Him. It tells me that He is a Savior, and this might be the best part, and He is looking for us. He is a Savior. And He is looking for us. He wants a relationship with you more than you want a relationship with Him. For those of you who are believers, He wants revival in this church more than you want revival in this church. He wants what's best for you more than what you want or what you even deem to be best for you. He is the Savior. He is the seeker. Jesus said, I have come to seek and to save that which is lost. Aren't you glad for that? I am. Because if I'd had my ways, I would have stayed in the farthest and darkest corners of life. Where God and everybody else just leaves me alone and maybe doesn't notice me anymore. He's not satisfied with not knowing you. The Bible says that He is not willing that any one of you should perish, but that every one of you would come to repentance and have a real, genuine relationship with Him. Let me show you what I mean in these parables. Start with the middle one this time. I want you to see that He reveals to us like finding a coin. In, in, in the same way that she swept that house and she turned on the light and she did everything that she had to do to go in search of that coin, it was revealed then where that coin is. She finally found it. Had she looked in that place before? Boy, she'd looked everywhere, hadn't she? She thought she had. She thought she'd looked everywhere and in every place. But there sits the coin, waiting to be found. And when it's revealed where it is, she finds it. 
There you are. Right where you are. Maybe you've looked for an answer. Maybe you've looked for an out. But when the gospel comes calling, and the gospel reveals to you your sinfulness, and it reveals to you His seeking, it will reveal to you a couple of things. It will reveal to you, first of all, that like this parable, He shows us His compassion. He shows us His compassion. He doesn't have to keep looking. I was sharing with one of our, one of our members last Sunday night, and just kind of rehearsing my own story. And I remember sitting in a church service just like this, the invitation coming and a similar invitation, though I'm going to give you in just a few minutes. And I remember the Spirit of God. I didn't know it, but I remember now the Spirit of God dealing with my young heart and telling me that I needed to give my heart to Jesus. And I knew enough to know that I just needed to pray. And so I prayed. And I prayed, Lord, please just leave me alone. I did. Sitting in a spot about where Rosie is. Lord, please just leave me alone. I can't take this conviction. I didn't know enough to know that was the word. But I cannot take this stirring of my soul anymore. Guess what God did? He left me alone. And so church service after church service after church service, there wasn't any more conviction. I didn't feel compelled anymore to come to the altar or or take the hand of the preacher and share anything with him. Home free is what I felt like. Hell bound was what I really was. Until I was 17 years old. And God opened up His Word into my own heart. When He said, be doers of the Word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Did He have to give me a second chance? No. Did he, did he have to take that verse and, and leap it right off the page and into my heart? No! But our God is a compassionate God. A God who genuinely loves you and who genuinely wants a relationship with you. And if you would hear His voice, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. He shows us His compassion. Secondly, He shows us our condition. Just like that lost coin, I don't know if it's under the, if it's in the sofa or under the sofa. I don't know if it's just covered up in dirt. Maybe she was a terrible housekeeper. I don't, I don't know. You know? But I know it wasn't where it was supposed to be. It just wasn't where it was supposed to be.
Maybe that's all that you can say about your condition today. Lord, I'm just not where I'm supposed to be. He'll show you your, your condition. He'll show you his compassion. Just like he did with that coin. Secondly, he rescues us. He rescues us like a forlorn creature. Like a lost creature. This lost sheep. Like the shepherd, the good shepherd, he calls to us. He calls to us, doesn't he? He speaks to you just like in your, you know, like in your Sunday school lesson today. He spoke Lazarus' name. Lazarus, come forth. That day sitting on that log in those North Georgia mountains, it was as if he said, Tim, come forth. It may be in the very ears of your heart that you hear him today calling out your name and saying, come forth. Come to me. You know that's what the shepherd was doing. Like a good shepherd, he had names, I'm sure, for every one of those sheep. I don't know. I don't know what the name of that sheep was. Julian's dog's named Cheeto these days. Maybe the shepherd's out there saying, Cheeto! Cheeto! What's he trying to do? He's trying to get his attention, right? Maybe he's yelling out your name that way. Beckoning you to himself. Not only does he call to us, the Bible says that he carries us. You know, I've, I've hurt plenty of people's feelings along the way and probably, probably as many with this one statement I've made to you before. But the, but the little story of the footprints in the sand... I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> I, I just don't. You know what I'm talking about, right? There are two sets of footprints, and suddenly there's just one set of footprints, and the guy notices that when life gets really difficult, that's when the two sets of footprints turn into one set of footprints. And he goes back to the Lord, and he says, Lord, why would you leave me when I needed you the most? And he says, no, that's when I picked you up and I carried you. Oh, that's super sweet. The only problem is this. I need him to carry me all the time. From the very moment that He comes into my heart. It's all Him and it's none of me. Like that good shepherd who takes that sheep and places him across his broad, strong shoulders. He carries us through every episode of life. I don't ever want Him to put me down. I want Him to continue to carry me. So He reveals to us, doesn't He? He shows, us, he shows you what's true. He shows you who you are. He shows you what your need is. He reveals to you. But then He rescues you. He rescues you maybe at a time that you didn't even, you weren't even aware. You weren't even ready. You weren't even prepared that day. And yet the Spirit of God invaded into your life and yanked you up out of that miry clay. 
and set your feet upon solid ground. Maybe you weren't expecting it. Minding your own business in the kingdom of darkness. Suddenly, translated into the, into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Number three, He restores us. He restores us like a favorite child. You know, no doubt that those brothers argued about which one of them was the favorite, right? And they both knew that they were the favorite, even though probably they were both wrong. Pharisees are doing the same thing. They're simply saying that we're God's favorite. We're God's favorite child. We're the Jews. We're His chosen people. We are His favorites. Did you notice at the very beginning of this parable, before he even begins to tell any of these, the accusation of the Pharisees is that this man receives sinners and he eats with them. He receives you. He will restore you. And when he does, there are two things specifically that he will do. Number one, he brings us to his house. Remember the... That prodigal son, and finally the Bible says he came to himself, and he got this great big speech ready, and he goes to deliver it. And before he can even get to the house, it's the father who sees him and runs to him. He takes the initiative. And the son begins his prepared speech, but he never finishes it, does he? Go back and look at that sometimes. What he had said he was going to say is not what he ended up saying. Because the father cut him off. And said, somebody bring the best robe. Somebody give him a ring. Somebody put some sandals on his feet. And let's go home. He brings him to his house. You know this very famous passage, don't you, in John chapter number 14. Where Jesus says, in my father's house. Or many mansions, or many dwelling places, or many rooms. A room that is designed especially for you. But he brings you, brings you to his house. David finishes the 23rd Psalm by saying that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's what we want, that's what he wants. That's what He wants for every person. That's what He wants for everybody in this audience that He's delivering these parables to in the first place. He wants to bring Him to the house. Bring Him to the house. Secondly, He brings them, or He brings us, to Himself. He brings us to Himself. I mean, it's, it's one thing... That there are mansions in glory. It's one thing that there are gold on the streets. It's one thing that there's a gate that's made of pearl and walls that are made of jasper. Wonderful. Beautiful. Can't wait to see it. But far greater than that is Him. Let me take you back to John 14 for a moment. In my Father's house are many mansions. 
He says, if it were not so, I would have told you. He's not going to let you believe something that's not true just because it makes you feel better. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. But I go and prepare a place for you. And if I come again, what's he say? I will bring you to myself. Not just that I'm going to bring you to this place that I have prepared for you. I bring you to myself. He says that where I am, there you may be also. It's not enough to simply be the kid that lives in God's house, but who hides in the shadows of a bottom bunk. He wants you to be where He is. So the dad brings the prodigal in, and he tries to bring the older prodigal in. Why? Because in is where the father is. Let me ask you this. When it comes to the sheep, when it comes to the coin, when it comes to these sons, where are you in this parable? Still lost, trying to find your way? As the song says, looking for love in all the wrong places. Have you been found? Have you been rescued? Have you been restored? Whose are you today? Those questions I ask you, but those really are questions that you need to ask yourself. Questions that you need to ask the Lord. Would you do that right now? Bow your head, close your eyes, and ask Him. Lord, do I belong to you? Am I really yours? Or am I just going through the motions? I believe if you would ask Him that, that He would answer you. I believe that He would either give you peace in your heart or a restlessness in your spirit that you might be made right with Him. Christian, you know that you are. He's given you peace in your heart and you know that you know that you belong to Him. But are you merely the older brother? Coming to church, trying to live a good life, because you might get rewarded. You might get recognized. You might get a pat on the back. Where's all your satisfaction wrapped up in Him? Father, we lay our hearts bare before You. That Your Spirit might speak directly, might speak clearly, might speak convictionally. about whose we are and about where we are.
Father, I pray that Your Spirit would move in these moments in a mighty way in the heart and in the mind of every person, drawing them either to Yourself for the very first time or renewing that relationship and drawing them back into real fellowship with You. Father, bless these moments with Your presence and with Your power. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us here on Brit David Podcast. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. You can drop us a line at churchoffice at brittdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Britt David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Britt David Podcast.